Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Had to get wow. the uh, yeah. Well, you know, with the fact that uh, you know we're we're kind of uh, on on this every other week schedule, which has just been unintentional. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, due to the fact that uh, we don't have last... to tell people this. We can pretend like we're professionals, but let's. But that maybe that's part of this, our. Charm. This is our being professional. Is that we are oh. on, we have we have moved to an every other week dropping. Yeah. Full transparency. Um, that's important. That, uh, has nothing to do with the fact that the chiefs played on our normally, re- normally scheduled recording. Yeah. That was um, unfair. That's, so, you know, I, I, you know, I go to the home opener every year. Um, you know, kept, that. Kept that, that's kept right. that streak and in, in, kept that streak going. Um, Love that. I was just so thrilled to be able to see the best quarterback in the NFL play as well as see Patrick Mahomes play too. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I saw the second best quarterback ever to grace a football field. Unfortunately, Josh Allen was not playing. No, he can't play in every game. So no. I, I didn't get to see the, the greatest quarterback to ever play. Ever, ever. But just... I did get to see the best quarterback in the AFC West. There you go. And also Justin Patrick Herbert. Mahomes. So, I mean. And a pretty I mean, decent, I mean, a pretty average guy, but, you know, yeah. hey, we'll take it. What you, a, know. you know, what a gutsy performance by Justin Herbert. I mean, what a guy. Like, got, what a guy. Got, got his ribs kind of, uh, you know, got his, got himself an owie and just gutted it out and almost brought his team to, a, almost brought his team to victory. You know, let's celebrate the fact that he almost brought his team to victory exactly i love the moral victories i'm a big fan of moral victories for the los angeles chargers as they tend to be the only victories that they typically get and and this to me again and and my favorite topic and until he proves me wrong i'm going to keep bringing this up that this man is philip rivers this man is philip rivers and go ahead that was kind of you know what I I wanted to talk to you about a little bit today. Um, a couple couple questions for you. Who do you think is the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl, never play in or win a Super Bowl? I should re restructure. Never play in or win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's a really tough question. I mean. M- Marino played went, it. To, went to a Super Bowl second season and then yeah. never went back and but didn't win one um you know it's it's a really tough question because that is how you tie the legacy to quarterbacks you know I mean even your Eli Mannings of the world have won a couple you know in his case well Eli was undefeated in Super Bowls big big again big game big game eli i don't know you know he just kind of found a way to win in those moments um i don't know i mean see obviously you've ca- you ta- she- thought about this question it's probably yeah. chad powers oh chad powers <laughs> right yeah this uh yeah he's funny that's funny i you know yeah, where i chad am with the Mannings, is, uh, but i'm amazing. okay with eli eli's definitely my favorite manning if that makes sense so far by far. Um, I mean, I don't well, know. They just keep pumping out more Manning. So my, well, I, I'm just, I say like, so far. Caesar okay. likes Cooper. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, Caesar likes Cooper. It might be Archie Manning. Might be the, uh, the no. best quarterback to never play in. Oh, interesting. Archie might, another Manning. Right. That's an interesting question. I mean, you know, again, when you go back in history, I, I'm, I'm really trying to think. I mean, there's guys like, 
you think of all the running quarterbacks, okay? So I started thinking about like a Randall Cunningham, uh, a Michael Cunningham Vick. Played? Oh, no, Cunningham did not play in one. Like Cunningham was on uh, – so was Cunning, Cunningham's a good McNabb. one because – Well, Cunningham, remember that Vikings team that was 15-1? and one, And they lost the to the 14-2 and two Falcons that were the worst 14-2 and two team ever. Correct. They had that missed field goal. The Vikings were 15-1. and one. The Vikings um, – and that was kind of uh, Dante Culpepper, or not Culpepper, Randall Cunningham 2.0. Correct. When he was, he uh, kind of did a, yeah, he kind of came back as a little more of more of a throwing because he has some point you get to an age, and you lose your speed a little bit, and you also just don't want to take the hits. So now Cunningham and and honestly, like Vic, really in his 2.0 era, really like went to his arm, and they both had incredible arms and were incredible players. I mean, that's those. Michael Vick's probably it. Vick as a as an athlete, right? Part of me goes as an athlete as part of like just a guy. Now he missed an incredible and large part of his career, obviously it, for his own doing, you know. And so it's hard to kind of go well, you know what what if you know? And part of you got. I mean, if, I I almost feel like he probably would have at least made a Super Bowl, you know, without the kind of legal troubles and the things that he kind of got in. I feel like again because when he did come back, he he played so well there for a while. Um. I don't know. About it's a really Tony tough Romo? question. We had some really good ones. Romo is another one that put up a lot of stats. We go back. Let's go back to Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. I, I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I am. I'm weirdly less when I say when I say to Philip Rivers, like when I say Herbert is Philip Rivers, I am less. That's less shade as it sounds. Okay. I think Philip Rivers is a good example of a guy who could have easily been. He's way better than Trent Dilfer. He's way better than like. I, you know, he's way better than a lot of the guys that did play Joe Flacco. I, I think he's at least comparable to a Joe Flacco, you know, and these guys win Super Bowls, you know. So I, I do think, I mean, I do. How about Matt Ryan? I think Matt Ryan's a good example of but another guy. One. Oh, no, he played one. Well, yeah, 28 to three. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was up 28 to three and one. That was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking was, for some reason up, I got that in my brain. That was yeah. Matt Obviously, Ryan. Matt Ryan had a 25 point lead. Yeah, it's so Super bad. Bowl. It's so bad. Um. He he did what he did what the Chiefs would do though. But see, we saw the Chiefs do the exact same thing. It just wasn't in the Super Bowl. We saw the Chiefs do the same thing, right? To the Indianapolis Colts, they were up, you know, massive yeah. amounts of points. Well, Andrew Luck was a good quarterback. He never made it, but he uh, also retired. I, I think early. it's hard to say. I, I don't know that you can really put Andrew Luck in any categories other than um, ruined a franchise category. Well, ruined a franchise seems hard. Hey, dude, he said that I. Uh, I know this isn't the top. He set that top. He set that franchise back ten years. Who's been the quarterback since Luck left? Jacoby okay, Brissett. But so what, they, they've had a they've had a carousel. They had their guy, Give right? Th that, that's then, on Andrew Luck. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It a hundred percent. Like if I was a Colts fan, I, I would not be an Andrew Luck fan. Do, okay, like, fair. Okay, that's fine. But I also want you so that's also a racing so let's take that complete that's com to me completely out of context because when you put it back into context and you realize that that man got beat like a you know redheaded stepchild for about the last four years of his career and got hit and sacked and hammered and concussed and broken and you know talk about a dude that just would play hurt too though best he could 
Like, I have no beef with retiring early. That's that's just me. Like, I'm fine with what Andrew Luck does, and I would have been fine. If Patrick Holmes, if Patrick Holmes quits in like three or four years, and give me one more Super Bowl pat would be nice. But I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him personally. Or, or, or I ain't also mad at him as an organization. I mean, you can't, to me, you're asking these guys to do a lot of things. Now, again, the the science and the health and the money are totally different now, Andy. But you see some of these poor guys like a Fred Arbanis when he was around, when he when he was walking around, that man couldn't even like stand, couldn't walk. These guys are getting absolutely crushed every for 17, you know, times a, a year. I can't I can't hate him for stopping. No. So my point is, is that <laughs> um, the you want to fight him. You're so well, mad at so, luck. No. So the thing I is, guess. it's like he. I guess it's when he did it. So he retired during the preseason. Yeah. That right? wasn't so, great. So was had he done that, had he made that decision back in February, right? The team could prepare for it. So then they're thrown into Jacoby Brissett and then they had these band-aids of uh, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Carson Wentz was parade of, and Philip now Rivers Matt Ryan, right? Correct. So, and if we want to talk about quarterbacks that have killed franchises, yeah, probably the quarterback that has killed the most franchises is probably Deshaun Watson. Oh man, man! The, because I, okay, here's the quarterbacks that here here are the franchises that Deshaun Watson single handedly has disrupted and killed. Yeah. Houston, um, yeah, Atlanta. Cleveland. I see what you're saying. Right. So, so he is, he's disrupted where, who else, who else had a quarterback carousel where they, they went after Deshaun this year and they didn't get him kind of Indy a little bit, right? Or wrong. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I mean, they got, they got Ryan pretty early. Well, they got Matt Ryan because he wanted Atlanta. Held on to him until they didn't get, no, you did. Because they, they held Atlanta, on to him, and or they were banking yeah, on maybe getting Watson, they, or at least somebody. they went after Deshaun. Right. Oh, the the Saints, maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair. Uh, so he probably more teams these, than we think of. All of these teams that were in the Deshaun running, and they had a quarterback, and then they're like, "Oh, well, we're going to go get Deshaun." Well, if you're Matt Ryan, if you're Baker Mayfield, you're going to be like, "Hold on, the disrespect of." You're going to – I want out, right? And so you can't tell me that the the Falcons today are better off with Marcus Mariota as their quarterback than they would be with Matt Ryan. Um, No, I think that's and probably you, very accurate. And you can't tell me that Cleveland is better today with Jacoby Brissett for right now for the 10-11 games this season than they would be with Baker Mayfield. No. And you can't tell me that Carolina is better because they had Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so. Yeah, and here's hundred percent. I, I do think again. I guess I don't know who really is. It's hard to pick a side. Like to me, when I'm when I'm I'm following a story, a TV show, I'm very like I've had arguments about this with um, with Harry Potter fans about. The, there's one little uh one of the little groups one of the little um houses in harry potter is called um slytherin right 
And I always say they're the bad guys. They're the evil ones. They're like, because every story has a good and an evil, right? Every story, most stories, like you can find, like that's, it boils down to that, right? It's like the theme of, of most, almost everything. To me, it's hard to find a good and an evil here. What you find is like two evils that kind of deserve each other in, in these moments. And so these these organizations like a, like in, in Atlanta, like a, um, obviously now with Cleveland, of what they've gotten, right? So I don't know who to feel bad for, if that makes sense. I do feel bad for their fans. I do feel bad for their fans because ultimately, and whether it was, and we've been through some things, like we forget, and sure. I think some of things, but obviously we've had some horrendous things well, happen here yeah, with the I Chiefs mean, and then also some absolutely awful teams. And us as fans didn't deserve it, you know, ultimately. And But I do think that that's kind of what we sign up for. And it depends on what kind of level of that's why for me, my my economic investment, my, um, you know, kind of emotional investment in the sports now is less because of that. Right. If that makes sense. Like I do have it's harder to kind of fully sell myself out because I, I do see it as like there's things, you know, we've talked about that I don't like about the Chiefs that is hard to, you know, we had Tyree kill. That was a hard situation. Right. Because I'm like, that dude shouldn't be on the team. And then. You know, like when he runs a 70 yard touchdown, it's like, yay. And then you're like 10 and then you're like, mm, hands down, because I don't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I do think that's, you know, so how do you find that kind of level? Like, how do you find a way to work around that is you just are happy for the city, right? You're happy for the front of the jersey, right? And so with all these teams, like, that's the only same thing I could say is that I feel sorry for you that your team as fans, because Cleveland fans don't deserve that. They're good fans, man. They're kind of a pain in the butt, though. And Cincy fans, Cincy's makes me laugh. We could talk about like the rest of the season and kind of football and how it's going, but that Cincinnati situation is also making me laugh a little bit too, because they got, boy, did they get really proud of themselves, really, really fast. And boy, it just don't look the yeah, same. Well, so the interesting thing, I, I think that, I think the season in the NFL now with the the way that rules have changed is that many teams look at the September as a preseason. I don't know that you can really make a lot of judgments off of these. I, I think so. I That's so off, weird. Off the, first, what off the first four games, how, like, I mean, like, I, I had this conversation with a great friend of the show at Live in the Dream. Oh, yeah. About um, why the Broncos didn't play Russell Wilson in the preseason. And I can see, like, Hackett came from Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. He's been in the system for a hundred years. He's had his wide receivers for several years. He's had, you know, there's continuity there. But when you bring something new in, like these guys actually need to work in game situations. And so I it's feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of teams that show up to game one, game two, game three, and they're still trying to figure out who they are. What a strange and, thing. I yeah, and I I am usually pro protecting guys. Like I'm all for there's times in, when our games, there's been many times in our games where I'm like, put Henny in. And honestly, because the end early, like third quarter, put Henny in. I don't care. Here's yeah. what you do. You put Henny in, and then if they start to come back, guess what you do? Put Patrick Mahomes back in. Well, it's so okay. The, and I know there's a rhythm and I know there's things yeah, about it. Well, but like the, the thing is, is the league is now like 
how many leads have we seen just absolutely obliterated and blown? Like a, a twenty-eight, a twenty-eight point lead is no. Like if you're up twenty-eight midway I through the third know. quarter, you're not safe. I know, I know, and especially you probably have a thirty percent chance of losing. I like, know, it's I know. Not, it's not like uh, you know when we're making fun of the the Falcons being up twenty-eight to three. Blowing a twenty-eight to three lead anymore in this league, the way that and here's why. Like, I, I would be interested in seeing a stat that is how many points are scored after a penalty on the defense extends a drive. Oh my! Gosh. Whether that penalty be a, a holding on third and thirty-five, five-yard <sighs> penalty, first down, a roughing the quarterback, a you know pass interference, you know whatever it is, but there's Hands so to many. The face. Sure. There's how many times have you seen? Oh, sweet. We're off the field. Oh, wait, there's a flag. And, yeah. you know, then you see that the defense or your defensive guy brush somebody's face mask and got an illegal hands to the face. <laughs> Five yard penalty, automatic first down team goes down and scores. Correct. Or, I mean, and, you know, let's let's call it on the Chiefs. You have a uh, you have an interception that gets overturned. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, that's and, the and then you get points out of it. Right. So. You know, I mean, there's there's the way that the rules have changed has allowed for oh, bigger man. comebacks. Accurate. But, but back to our earlier point is that just play your guys in the preseason, though, playing for a quarter. I, I mean, there again, worst case scenarios, there's a million of them. Right. And I get it. Listen, but here but they can do that. They can do that in practice. They can do that in training camp. Like every time they get out of their car. I, I mean, I was just playing around, but I bested up my pinky. Uh, playing, uh, I was actually playing a sport though. I was playing soccer, but like you can get hurt doing anything. So part of me is like, there's basic preparation for a game, for a job you're doing, whatever it is. And there's no way that you can do that without at least dipping your toes in a real game situation. Yeah. And I think it's bizarre. And I, part of me is like, and I think you're throwing away games in that in that scenario that you're going to desperately like think well, about and go why like think about again the denver loss the, the first week when you're in a tight division right you're in a tight division you know it's going to be competitive you know every team and every game you play against them are going to be tight and it's going to yeah. be good down the line you can't throw away that first week yeah, if you're or, 11 you know, if you're 11 and 6 and your division winner is 12 and 5 boy how dude, much do you kick yourself you know, right. and, and get like, your team ready. Like that's a crazy again. Yeah. The, it's it's one of well, those like, things where okay, then don't have the games or have two games. Like they need to kind of eliminate it. Then let them come out just I guess and play. But that doesn't seem safe either. Like it seems really a good well, good a, kind yeah. of reason why I think I broke my pinky and many others is because I hadn't played for like eight months because I had a hernia surgery. I had different things like that. So like I stopped playing soccer. So the first time I went out there. I went out there cold and here I am. I'm like, I ain't playing for probably another three months again because well, I, I hadn't played forever. And I'm I'm kind of starting to dip my toe back into the obstacle runs. There you go. And you know, you can kind of jog on a treadmill and you can do your hit workouts and stuff like that, but there's nothing that you can do to simulate those other than actually going out and doing one. Correct. And you know, you kind of get out there and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, this is uh it's real. This is the live. This is this is live action here. I um, mean, any anybody that's done a sport knows that, right? Like, I don't, and I don't care what any sport, any literally any sport. I mean, well, and, yeah. And that's why I think that, like, 
that's why I think that, and we saw last year with Josh Gordon, the amount of time away from the game. So I don't care how great Colin Kaepernick looks on a, a college or a high school field. Put that dude back in the league and he is going to struggle. Sure. How, how long was it? 2016, 2017? He's been out of the league, what, five years now? Five, six years? This is at least At least four. So, but I, I just watched Geno Smith win a game, man. I just, I mean, that's the only thing I would he's say. He's been in the league. He has been going to practices. He's been, you know. know. So, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, the guy that I felt most sorry for when I at, at Arrowhead um, this past Thursday night was Chase Daniel. I mean, that guy's not supposed to be coming into games. He's just there to collect a check, oh, baby. Oh, man, he had to be just dying. He's like, he are you serious? Like, There's no way, man. You got me coming in game one? I'm he no, just no, no. signed. I'm Chase Daniel. I'm, I don't play. I play week 18, yeah, game 17. If correct. If we're, like, in, that, like we're already in. That's right. when I play. I don't play week one. Like I don't oh, play in no. games that count. Like that dude I'm, was announcing. I guess apparently someone said they seen him on NFL Network like announcing a couple weeks ago, and then he was in our game. That's what I was saying. I didn't even think the dude was still in the league. Greatest and, quarterback. Greatest quarterback in finesse history. Champion. You know? Oh my gosh, man! Like, so much money. I, no, they said it on the radio the other day. Forty-one million. Forty-one million dollars that that man has made to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, and that is the loosest words that I could possibly use because backups, backups play. Chad Henney's been in a couple games, a couple important games, you know. Like so, backups play, they should play. Let's. He uh, doesn't let's, though. Let's take a look at uh, Chad Chase Daniel's stats. Uh, fill, fill some time here while I pull these up. Yeah. Man. I want well, to go I back. think, and I can. Well, and listen, the kid. When I say kid, I mean he's about our age. He he's a good player, and what he's done is is I guarantee you again he's found himself to be an asset in the in the quarterback room. He's helpful there. Sure. I think he's in the time that he's played, he's shown competence. He hasn't been an embarrassment. I think that's where Henny's at. I think that's where that's kid that we the other the third stringer so, we got Michelle. So like you've that. got him as uh you've got him at you said forty one million. Yeah. Okay, and he has played in 71 games. And that seems like a lot. Are you sure? That has to be preseason, oh, too. You know what? My apologies. Uh, the number. So, yeah, so it's interesting. In 2010, he played in, it says that he had 13 games, started zero. So he has five starts in his career. Yeah. That seems he had more, that's zero. Correct. They have him as 13, 16, and 16 for the for the Saints in 2010 through 2012. Came here in 2013, hmm. Kansas City, and he had they show that he had five, three, and two games. Um wow. so and then um incredible. Yeah, so like his the year that he threw the most passes was for the bears in 2018 right. he threw 76 passes <laughs> and in 2019 he threw 64 that's, passes that's literally two games for Mahomes he, or anybody that's a passing quarterback that's like two games that's a pretty conservative two games and, and here's the interesting one he he threw 43 passes for the uh 2020 detroit lions Interesting. Now, was that the winless Lions team or the? 
I don't remember. I don't remember. That's a good question. And that's the COVID year, right? So there wouldn't have been any fans. And that was such a, that thing gets kind of semi like yeah. forgotten. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Uh, nah, they I were five and they were five and 11 that year. So, okay. uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Chase Daniel has. I uh, can't believe he came in and, and I couldn't believe it when he was coming in and he handed the ball off. I thought, my yeah, gosh, so it'd be for, funny to see him for 2022, he's got one game. And yeah. he has uh, zero, zero completions attempts. on zero attempts, zero yards, no touchdowns. And that was the same that he had uh, last year in 2021. So he <laughs> must have come in. Herbert must have had uh, – might have needed to go potty or something like that. Was he uh, with San Diego in 20, or Los Angeles yeah. in 2021? Yeah. Yep. He was? He, yeah. So here, here's his career. 2010 to 2012, he's with New Orleans. He threw nine passes. Um, he went uh, seven of nine. Breeze, back up. No touchdowns. Uh, in 2013, for the your Kansas City Chiefs, um, he started a game, played in five. He went 25 of 38. And he, he yeah, and two, he threw a touchdown. His he has uh, he threw a touchdown <laughs> for us with a 01 and 0 career record. So he lost that game. Yeah, they lost in like then, the last minute. They were pretty competitive, though. He played pretty well. And then well in, in uh, tw 2014, uh, he threw 28 passes for the Chiefs. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get any uh, any any touchdowns in that one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which it's okay, Scott. So we're one, two, three, four, five, six years into the league, and we've got zero touchdowns. Mm -hmm. uh, 2015, he uh, uh, had a great completion percentage. Um, we would like to see the, uh, the yardage a little higher. He went two for two. So hundred percent completion percentage hey, uh, got, uh, got himself four yards. Um, yeah. <laughs> two so, passes, four yards, yeah. a plus. And then 2016, he was airing it out, hey, um, uh. went one for one. So that completion percentage is up there, uh, 16 yards. Nice. Um, and then we get to 2017 where he uh, started didn't didn't get a throw a pass for this the Saints so Drew Drew Brees was was hogging them all oh man and then in uh, 2018 he got to start two games uh, went one and one for the Chicago Bears uh, threw for 515 yards monster touchdown year three of them boom doubled down on that in 2019 got to start a game went 0 and one mm -hmm. but again. Through about 435 and uh, had three touchdowns. Uh, threw a touchdown in 2020 for the the Lions and then hasn't thrown one since. So he has See, eight eight career touchdown passes. He's just um, put always good tape. That's what he does. Like when he comes in, he plays pretty well. He plays competently. And that's a huge thing. Like if you can still win and if he puts up dubs and every once in a while it keeps you competitive, like that's what you can do. Well, and if you're proven in that way, like that's important. And, you know, I mean, it's the same thing, basically, like, uh, you know, like we're, let's just compare him to Chad Henney. Um, you know, like Henney has. Yeah, uh, but Henney got like full seasons there for a while, didn't he? For like at least two or two or yeah, something. Yeah, Henney was a starter for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, Henny, part of it is like that dude. Yeah, he started failed as a star. Like that's probably the two different things. And see, that's where it's interestingly enough. Like Chase Daniel probably made himself the most money by never getting a real shot. Does that make sense? By yeah, never ultimately having a team right that he well, that he could be blamed for. 
it's like Nick Foles. Correct. Like people couldn't wait to give Nick Foles all this money. I don't know. And he's only played like and, right now. He's played huge and yeah, he was he was great there at the uh, the end for the Eagles. So if you had like Carson Wentz to get you to the like to December, and then you could bring Nick Foles in to get you through <laughs> December, January, and February. I mean, that's a perfect that worked out for him, man. That's a perfect I mean, that scenario, was, exactly. Uh, and that's such an interesting thing. And that's where you run into these guys like a Philip Rivers. Like that's what I'm saying with the Justin Herbert. That's until you do it and you win at the highest level and you win in the biggest games then you have to prove that because and i'm a firm believer and the only reason i'm a firm believer in that is because i've seen it happen so many times with the players that we've had and the experience that we've had growing up that like we saw so many good teams that ultimately faltered in the biggest games and they never got to the top and so you, you i think there's just a level there is something to that you know like, well, like like Alex some of Smith. it is luck, of course, but a lot of it is just literally not being a big game players, you know, or running into some juggernauts that happens or too. just bad luck. Like Alex, bad Alex luck Smith is, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's had some monster playoff games. Yeah, but and he's had old. no defense. Or he, yeah, and see, that's the thing we forget about with Tom Brady. I'll always bring that up: is that Tom Brady? You know, he hasn't won a a Super Bowl without a top ten defense. You know, so like the question then becomes: like it is a team game. Like we put all these. We, we talk about quarterbacks kind of separate from that, and that's like you can't do that, right? And that's where I am with uh, Andrew Luck. Well, Andrew even, Luck, to me, like especially when I think he saw that, hey, we don't have the wide receivers anymore. We don't have no Marvin Harrisons and Reggie Waynes anymore. We don't have the players around me offensive-wise. I'm getting hammered every game. Like part of me is like, I'm out. T-Y. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't have players. I'm just saying that he didn't have – like, I don't think he saw himself as a Super Bowl contender. And and so he just said, hey, I'm, I can't take the beating anymore. I want to walk when I'm 50. I want to play with my kids. I want to, you know what I mean? Because there is a level of sacrifice, well, you know, Andrew, that you are. Andrew Luck there, had 174 sacks. He took 174 sacks in six years. Yeah, it seems like a lot. I don't know. Seems like a lot. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't seem like that many to me. That's twenty. I just remember him. Taking that's twenty nine a year. That's like two a game. That's twenty nine per year. Less than Andy, one. I, less than I, one a game. And I don't know how many got hit. I but. could be absolutely wrong, but all I remember is is that at the end of his like his last three or four seasons, all they talked about was how his offensive line was bad, and he kept getting hit, and he kept getting sacks, and he kept taking huge hits, well, and, that's and like that's kind of what you're seeing with uh, it's kind of what you're seeing with Joe Burrow right now. Like they I think suppose, that's they one part of it. Fix, fix the offensive line, but the thing is, is like, and and that could be one of those things that by the end of the year, Cincinnati has completely fixed that, and they've turned turned the corner. I, I agreed, you know? but then they put themselves in the situation where last year, yes, they did it, but then you're on the road for the playoff games, right? Then you're on the it road for the AFC Championship. Didn't seem to matter for them. It didn't, but. I mean, that's not what the statistics would say is the best thing well, to do. So the, the thing about Cincinnati, too, is like, I mean, we, we do get result-oriented on it, but they they should have won their first game. If they don't have a backup long snapper, they win the game. Yeah, that's such an I mean, dude's airmailing ma- yeah, air can- the snap, right? Now, having said that, I mean, I, 
I thought it was pretty fun that we had Justin Reed kicking extra points. Like, you, no, dude, it's next man went, up. I mean, part of me is like, you but, either don't put yourself in that situation, or you got players that can pull it off, right? And but if so, Arizona, if Arizona, and I feel like Arizona was one of those teams that week one was preseason game number four for them. Uh, that's a hundred percent accurate. They look garbage, and they just they don't have no weapons because well, they they're like we're injured, and they got Hopkins because he's we're you know. we're gonna we're gonna hold JJ Watt out out of precaution, you know. For so week one's not important enough to play JJ Watt. You know he's not hurt. Yeah, he, that's right. I did gonna, see that he played in week two because he was running. We're gonna hold there. him out, and then um, we'll we'll ease him back in. Okay, I I get it. Um, but I mean that that Arizona team, I I don't know. It's kind of like. Like I watched Buffalo and Tennessee on Monday night, and you could say, "Oh, Tennessee didn't look like they were ready to play." Hey, maybe Buffalo is just that good, and maybe Tennessee is trying to figure out who they are now that they lost. I, I feel like Tennessee losing AJ Brown is much bigger than the Packers losing Devontae Adams and the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, because AJ Brown would keep defenses honest for Derrick Henry. You at least had to guard for AJ Brown. Right. Um. So, yeah, you might put eight in the box, but A.J. Brown could beat you. So you, it might have been seven and a half to stop Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry is the only thing they've got. Plus, you've got a Derrick Henry coming off of injury. So Yeah, and again, I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league, and that's a, a guy like Tannehill. I think he's a tough guy. I think he's obviously – I like his story in some sense, how he kind of became – he went from, like, bust to back to being pretty, you know, competent. But I also think, like, again, until you win in those scenarios, until you go in and, like, you know. But, again, he's running into a juggernaut, right? He had the cheat. They had the Chiefs on the ropes. They had him beat. But you're playing a kid and you're playing some athletes and you're playing a, a team that could somehow come back from these type of scenarios, you know. Yeah, and, but those were 10-point those were deficits in the first quarter. Yeah. The, the Chiefs, you know, well, they came back from 24 to 3 down and did right. that in a quarter. They, um, oh, I know. It's insane you know. how quick they did it. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes you run – it's like Hakeem Olajuwon. You know, it's like Patrick Ewing. It's like all these guys, uh, Carl Malone. You know, you start to go like – and obviously I don't want to fluff Jordan here. This is not what my role is on this job or on this uh, podcast. But, um, you know, I, I do say that that's, that's part of why – you don't have the, the rings that you do because the guy you ran into the guy you know you ran into the man you think about all those good players that you know honestly you take magic and bird and you put them in separate era, eras they might have more rings right and then a guy like a dominique a guy like some of those guys that played at that time that were great too they actually get a ring instead of having to play you know the lakers and it's always the lakers and celtics every year yeah so like there is some of that to it because again it's team sport it's not tennis it's not golf it's not like you know what i mean it's not like a sport where it literally is you against one other person or it's you against yourself you know like that's there's no so you are constantly dependent on your team D Ford is a good example. Like D Ford, don't jump off sides. We go to this, you know, like we go to the AFC Championship game in that one game or Super Bowl or whatever the heck it was. Super Bowl, right? Whatever it was, yeah. you know. So I mean, like, and that. So we blame Patrick Mahomes for that. We blame uh, a million other, you know. You can't blame everyone for that. Like that is one dude really cost the whole team, right? But now, but again, it's a team sport. So like, just said we said with the 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 snapper, like don't put yourself in those situations. Well, and it's right? also if you're Cincinnati, weak. you should whoop the Steelers. I mean, they're the only thing I would say to that is is like if you are in a shooting match, a shootout 
slash like tough game with the Steelers, then you got to ask yourself, but you're at least not what you, you know, you're not a juggernaut. You're not some sort of like legacy team. You made the Super Bowl good, but you still got to fight for what you, you know. I think that, um, I think division opponents just always breeds closer games or, you know, I just don't think this is a league where you've got certain teams just outclass other certain teams. I think every, you know, there's been some, some, uh, franchises that have been down lately, the jets come to mind, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, the lions come to mind that have just been, you know, whipping boys, you know? So, but I, I also think too, that like the league wants, like they call it the witching hour on the red zone, two thirty to two thirty to three thirty on the, on the red zone is kind of buckle up, man. Right. Cause it's, these games are all, they're just wild, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, they have been. They've been really. It's been really fun, and that's why the league is, you know, where and it's that's at why it's the NFL and everybody else because they, mm. you know, I see you rolling your eyes, but it is it it nothing captures the the attention in this, country. It, in this it, particular it is the country, NFL and everything else because it is like we we go to the movie like when we go to a movie we kind of have an idea that at the end of Top Gun Maverick that Maverick's going to come out on top. <laughs> right we, we yes. kind of go to a movie and we kind of have a pretty darn good idea of what's going to happen at the end of that movie you watch sports man you you might think you know what's going to happen but you well, know nobody the really gambling, sees the gambling industry is built on that right i mean it wouldn't be the big billion dollar industry that it is if you knew what was going to happen right if 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 the the outcomes were were predictable so i just think the only thing I would say to that is that it, it becomes cultural, though, too. Okay, and I think there is some sports that could do that and have moments like that. I just think that it has it's not a, so culturally embedded in in what what kind of are in like in our existence, you know, if that makes sense. And that's why it's interesting sometimes to see folks kind of thumb their nose to or some behavior that they see in Europe or seeing places around professional soccer or around even international soccer when like, that's exactly what we do. I mean, there's fights every night day out there at, at oh, those yeah, games. Dude, I, I mean, there's, well, I, I think yeah. I've, I've told you that, you know, I, I go to these games, I go to the home opener and then this year our road game will be the uh, 49ers. I might go, I might go West to one coast other, is the best coast. I, I really do not like going to the stadium. Um, a lot of, a lot of it, bro, well, like a lot of bro for, energy. Lot of bro well, vibes. like for this, uh, you know, and I get it, man. My, my, I think my brother's going on his 30th year. Yeah. And they have their routine and they have their parking spot. And we left at 1.30. No, no, no. Yeah, 1.30 for a 7.20 game. I mean, dude, that is a big commitment. You, you don't get big home day. till like midnight, man. It's like uh, that is a that's longer than day. like a work day for me. Oh, one hundred. You know, like, I'll leave my house around you know seven thirty or eight and get home around you know five five thirty. Exactly, um, dude. It's a heck of a commitment. It's yeah. a big thing. Um, it's also cool. kind of I, I just the energy at times is kind of rough, and you just never know what you're going to get into. Um. And sometimes that's Chiefs fans. Sometimes it's opposing oh, fans. Yeah, sometimes dude, it's, it's both. It's generally, it's generally it's Chiefs fans fighting Chiefs fans. Like no, oh, most of the time when I'm at a 
at an opposing stadium or even at our stadium, it, it's not. It's not the opposing you know, fans. Yeah, it's it's, some some drunk dude ran into some other drunk dude. You know that then and, and let's. I mean, it's still ninety percent Chiefs fans in our yeah. stadium at least. Not in every stadium. I know you've traveled in some stadiums and. I'm sure it'll be a lot of Chiefs fans in San Francisco, to be quite honest, you know, especially depending on how well San Francisco does um, this year. But I guarantee well, you it'll look pretty well. Uh, be interesting. I think they're going to be better with Jimmy G. No, they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be good. I my concern. I'm, but San Francisco is very much like San Diego. It's 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 really a tough town. I think it's it's less like San Diego, but it's a little bit like it in the sense that again, I think a lot of people didn't come don't didn't grow up there they moved there and yeah. and and so there's a ton of sports fans in in san diego but they're not chargers fans they're not padres right. fans they moved to san diego and they love the cubs and they love the chiefs if i was that was me or whatever you know like they are dare to they wouldn't even consider being a charger fan so you know like it, it's it's an interesting place because you know there's and it's just such a different place like a different vibe i think sometimes we think those stereotypes aren't a thing and I'm not saying that there aren't very rabid and crazy. I think some of the some big fights have happened at, at San Francisco games yeah. and things like that. Like I get that, but I also think there's just a different vibe overall with like how they approach the sport overall. It's like you know, or just life in general. Like there's just it's a little more laid back. It's well, it's kind of like less... dolphins. It's it's like the dolphins, right? Like um, yeah, like well, know, they, of, they just like, go to the beach. Who, yeah, what, what what else do I have to do there? You know exactly. Like, what am, I pissed, uh, what am I pissed about? Like all yeah. these, there's just beautiful people and beautiful things to do and the beach and like great weather. And so oh, darn it, my team lost. Like you can instantly fix that in five minutes by just literally going outside or whatever, you know, right. we're here. It's like, it's minus 20. It's <laughs> yeah. You just, you get a, you get to watch the endless <laughs> loop of, of coverage. Uh, you know, Hey, as we're wrapping up here, yeah. um, you know, I wanted to give you uh, some space to uh, either talk about, uh, uh, your boy Trump, uh, you know, some stuff going on with him or, you know, if you needed to uh, pay your respects to the queen. I don't know if you needed, uh, didn't know if you needed either. Maybe let's just say, I don't, I, I think it's important to be respectful of anyone, but I do think I also understand folks' reaction on the other side of it. And it's a, it's a, I do think it's weird our obsession here in America with the royal family, in particular considering our history um, as a country. <laughs> I think that's kind of bizarre yeah. a little bit for us, um, but it's no, it's no doubt a real thing. Um, and that's I, I, it's not the worst thing about us, but it's probably not the best. And I also, again, anyone losing their life, and I think there's also levels. I think bringing up Trump is a great point. The queen as a person and as herself, I think is, you know, ha isn't the worst leader of all, of all time. And I think she did try to kind of change the monarchy. She did try to kind of change what, how, what Britain stood for at times. And hopefully, and mostly I think for the good, for the better, she still is very much has a very complicated and, and very troubled past in her time. And I think her, her, obviously her family does, but it's a good example of like, there's levels of things right and like she was ultimately a competent and decent human i think overall and that's a shame you know now with trump this man i don't know i, I that's see that's where i don't i don't see him as a decent human and so it's hard for me to like 
have any, no matter what, like maybe a George Bush would be a good example or something like that. Like if he were to to pass, like, oh, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do no dances. I'm dancing on his grave. Right. Right. I don't agree with him politically. I don't know that he's an evil person or a bad person even. I, I just don't agree with him. Um, but yeah, our guy, this guy Trump, uh, it's hard for well, me to I, like. And everything that keeps happening and keeps coming on, like just makes it worse and worse. And I just hope that what we don't subject ourselves to and what we don't have to be subjected to is another of him running for president in a serious way. But Well, I thought about doing a podcast and so it happened. So uh, you, you manifested I, it. I did. I just thought about it and I was like, Hey, I'm going to think about this. Thought about it. Next thing I know you are on, you're on this, this little, here we are. You have to be careful thing. about um, what you manifest. Yeah. So I gotta be real careful about what I think about. So yes. I'm going to do that this week. Um, good. All right, man. Well, in typical two C's fashion, I think that we answered the question of who is the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Definitely. That was our <laughs> yeah. topic. Was that going to be our topic? I think that's, yes, that's what we, we got. Yeah. Did. I mean, we I got through that. Um, you know, Michael Vick. That, did we I decide on? Yeah. Uh, I, th I thought we decided on Tua, but um, <laughs> Michael Vick's a good one. Who will uh, never? Who will never? Tua. There you go. Uh, yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, I think Tua's a, a good one. No, I like uh, I like your Cunningham. I, th I like that one. I like Michael Vick. Randall. I like uh, I like Dante Culpepper. I mean, we talked Culpepper. about Dante as like just an example or when we were talking about Randall, yeah. but like as another good example of a heck of a player that just never made it to the mountaintop. Yeah. We should we had good a... Trent Green was great. We had good yeah. players here. Uh you know, Steve DeBerg yeah. wasn't the worst. Well, the, and the, here's Steve, the thing about uh, like, Dave uh, Craig. Dave Craig was a decent like, little player. Like Trent Trent Green just kind of ran into some he ran into Manning when Manning was Peaking. He somehow ran into a better like some that like yeah. again that, that there'll never be another football game like we see a lot of good offense and I don't know I mean that Bills Chiefs game and like you see offense like the 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 Chiefs Rams the other you know that that whatever that was nineteen twenty whatever that was but like that that playoff game with Manning and Trent Green and our offensive line and Priest Holmes and I I, I still to this day would tell would argue that that's the best offense that I've ever seen. Uh, two offenses on the same field at the same time. Yeah, I think that um, actually for me, the one that had the best, two best offenses uh, on the field at the same time was uh, the Super Bowl that wasn't the. Uh, you talked about the D Ford, the Rams and Chiefs. That what was that game like fifty-one to fifty? The for the Rams and Chiefs. 50, yes, 50, that's 50, that's 50, the other one I was saying. Like yeah, that. the Rams. But and I mean Chiefs. that that Buffalo game. Last Buffalo year, game as a playoff game fantastic. ratches uh, it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that you're just going to see more and more of that stuff where, you know, I saw, game, I saw that's what they on want. Monday that Buffalo hasn't didn't pun in like four of six games. I know, but they, yeah. I tell you though, there are some good defenses and when you play good defenses, like it can shut you down. And I do think like, you know, I know we're wrapping up, but like the chargers defense, if I can say anything about the chargers in a positive way, I would say their defense is legit and real. And so like, I think that's probably one of the best, if not the best defense we'll see. Right. And so, so hold, hold looking on. Rough, well, let's, like, let's go, let's go with that. That goes back to a point that we made. Yeah. That defense was pedestrian at best in that fourth quarter, the chargers as a whole in the fourth quarter gassed. Yeah. The fourth right. quarter, they gassed, right? Like I'm sure you saw the video of the pick six where he was um, trying to come out because he was gassed. Right. And they they were running tempo, so he has to stay in, and he runs a half-assed route, gets 
gets jumped, pick six, ball game, right? For all exactly. intents and purposes. Well, you notice that their pass rush slowed down. Yep. Their offense, they, we had um, four three and outs and a pick six in, in the fourth quarter. So so that, that game, like I think a lot of times too that we look at, I, I felt like the Chargers defensive line, defense in particular, dominated the first quarter. And then as the game wore on, and this was very similar to the Super Bowl against the, the 49ers, and nearly every time we play the Chargers, they run out of gas. Great point, man. And so, you know, you, you get, again, get in the weight room, to, man, they got to get pre fit. Preseason game number five for them, right? So, you know, you hear people when they leave Kansas City, and they have no reason to, to say it, that that's the hardest camp. Yeah, mm -hmm. Juju Smith Suster coming in here going, This is the hardest camp that I've had. Uh -huh. And so I think that there's something to the fact that Andy has his guys ready to play. Exactly. In, you know, the first four or five weeks. And then I think, you know, if you kind of look at his, I guess, um, pattern is that his teams typically start out hot and then they kind of cool off a little bit in October and the first part of November, and then they get they heat up again. Yep. Late November. So you know, I, I think that that's the way he tailors his program. So it seems to be working. It's successful. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk next week, maybe the week after. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I'm we a Got a couple people that we've been trying to get as guests, but you know, oh, yeah, I mean, try to, to try to get the three three schedules lined up. Like that's a lot of work for us. So that's tough. That seems extra. We have to get a few more sponsors. Get paid yeah. a little more. Yeah. Well, Bluetooth still isn't calling us back. I don't know what their problem is, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you want not that we need it, not yeah, that we need not. it. We just want the money from yeah. the sponsorship. Yeah. Just let's just make that clear. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye bye.